The interesting thing about working at the post office is there's only typical in the aggregate and not really typical in the sense like how a day goes. It's also dependent on the mail volume. So basically I show up every day at 8 a.m. I punch in. Um, I have my very specific route and I have basically three to five types of mail. Um, and I have loose mail that gets cased into uh, a case that has all the addresses on my route. Uh, I case all of what we call flats, which is magazines, larger envelopes, so on and so forth. Any loose uh, letters, which we call DPS, which stands for delivery point system. I case uh, anything that's loose like that. I then case my, what we call SPRs, spurs, they're like small packages. And I, I pull everything down based on different sections of the route, like how they're broken up. I then load my truck and I load my truck with my packages. Then I'm on the street. I'm actually really only in the office for about an hour, hour and a half in the morning. Then I just walk my route for about six, seven hours, go back to the post office, just do a little cleanup, things that were misthrown, miscased, uh, didn't belong to my route. I put those where they need to go. We have our markup mail, so anything that's vacant, uh, unable to forward, uh, deceased, any of the reasons why we couldn't deliver a piece of mail, that gets marked where it's supposed to go. It gets put in a certain area, and then I punch out and I go home. I definitely did not have a calling to be a mail carrier in any way, shape, or form. I think a lot of people don't unless they're four or five years old, right, and they want to be a mailman. I went to college in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and didn't do great. I wasn't a good college student. So I failed out of that twice um, and just kind of fell into different jobs. I was living in Milwaukee as, uh, and going to college. I worked for the university that I attended in an office or for their parking department. I was just doing regular office kind of clerical bookkeeping work. Once I wasn't going to school anymore, I couldn't work that job anymore. So I went to work at uh, a couple of law firms. So I worked at a debt collection law firm. And after that, I got another job at a personal injury law firm. And then I got fired from that job because it was not good. And honestly, I was just desperate for work. I was just trying to find anything just because I you know, was working menial jobs, had no savings. And I just kind of stumbled into the post office. Just they happened to hire me. I happened to see the thing. And then I fell in love with the job. It's like something I've never worked before. I like exercising and I like being outside just as a person. And now I basically get paid to exercise and be outside all the time. I don't really have a boss for most of the day either. Like once I'm on the street, I don't really deal with my supervisors or station managers as long as I'm doing my work well and doing it correctly and getting my job done on time and get back when I'm supposed to get back there's no problem. So it's just kind of me out about the world. There was no real calling for it. It was just happened to be a perfect job for me. And I, my biggest regret is that I didn't find the post office sooner. I hear a lot that people want to deliver the mail because it's just this dream fantasy job of casually walking around neighborhoods, you know, talking to all the neighbors, so on and so forth. And that is 
what it can be, but it rarely is. I consistently walk 12 miles a day on an average day. On a bad day, uh, I've walked 19 miles, regardless of the weather. Um, I used to deliver in Wisconsin, so sub-zero temperatures. I deliver in North Carolina, where it's currently around 100 degrees with 70 80% humidity. So not only is it a physically demanding job, it is incredibly stressful sometimes. I think a lot of people don't realize that when you start at the post office, you don't have your own route for sometimes years. You just get bounced around from route to route to route, regardless of you know it or not. And they expect you to do the route at the same speed that somebody who's been carrying that route for 20 years is doing. And think about how many addresses you go to in your life you just GPS. Now do that for 800 deliveries. It's not practical at all. It can be incredibly stressful to not know what you're doing, where you're going, how to handle it. It does get easier over time. Every day gets a little bit easier. Um, I think eventually there's a point of diminishing returns, but I do find it almost insulting when people are like, oh man, it'd be so nice to be a mailman. And it's like, my job is hard. It's super hard. I work 60 hours a week. I walk probably 270 miles a month. Hills, stairs, dogs. Uh, I've seen guns. You see a little bit of everything. It's not easy and it's definitely not for everyone. And it really all depends on what station you're in too. If you got really good managers and supervisors, it's definitely easier. If you got people who show up to work every day, it's significantly easier too, because it's one of the few jobs I've worked where if someone doesn't show up, that's eight hours of overtime that just appears that needs to be split up. You got six hours on the street and two hours in the office that need to be taken care of. And you're always working, absolutely always working. And it's mentally and physically exhausting. Um, I also feel like So when you get hired at the post office as a carrier, you start as a CCA, which stands for city carrier assistant. You're not guaranteed anything. You get overworked, you get uh, paid the least of the carriers because you're at the bottom pay scale and you get bounced around from route to route to route, sometimes station to station. So even if you're familiar with your area, now you have to go to a different city or a different area of a city and case and carrier routes you don't know. And it's one thing to be out on the street trying to deliver mail where you don't know, but actually trying to find an address on a case that you don't know how is set up, it it can be stressful because they're constantly pushing times on you. You've got to beat times. You've got to beat times, right? Anyone can do any job, in my opinion, if you're given unlimited time. That's what, what makes a job difficult is trying to condense everything into a very small amount of time. And so, for example, on the route that I do, even though I'm a CCA, I have uh, a hold down, which basically means the route's vacant and I'm taking over it. I have 847 possible deliveries every day. It's not easy. And if you don't know that route, there's no way you can finish it in eight hours. But they're telling people, well, you gotta, you just have to do it. So it makes me roll my eyes when people say, oh, yeah, it's it'd be so nice. And I'm just like, Okay, because what am I going to do? Explain to them for an hour 
all of the intricacies of how the post office works. No, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love my job. I wouldn't trade my job for anything in the world. It's kind of funny because I'm a federal employee, so I don't really care about talking about money because literally anyone can just look up how much money I make. So I make $18.51 an hour, and you couldn't pay me enough money to go back, sit back in an office. Absolutely not. I think I just happen to be a perfect personality for working at the post office, but it is not for everyone, and it can be incredibly difficult. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a masochist or something. I just like the stress and the physical labor or something. I can't get enough of it. So I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. The post office doesn't really hire the same way they used to in regards to like taking a civil servant exam. And uh, I think maybe even way back in the day, there might be used to be a physical exam as well in regards to carrying a satchel and lifting things. Now, when I took the hiring assessment two years ago now, it's just an online quiz, basically. And it just asks you like a different level of questions and you just score like a a number. And they just put that into their computer system and they just hire based on these scores. And so the higher test scores get hired and lower test scores, they got to work their way down. So those people quit, leave or get fired and they'll keep pulling from these these lower uh, numbers these test scores actually factor into your promotion. So you start as a CCA and there's basically now the new contract passed, you, you work for a CCA for 24 months in one installation, and then you move to a PTF, which stands for uh, part-time flexible employee, which is basically a CCA, but you get better benefits and better pay, but to move up to a regular at your own route, that's all dependent on if there's anything even available. Sometimes I've heard of people being CCAs for four months. Also heard people being CCAs for four years, but that test score factors in. So if two people got hired at the same time and one of them scored a 97, the other one scored a 95, the person who got the 97 is going to get promoted, but that person who got a 95 can ride that out for another eight, nine months, even though they got hired at the same time before they get their own route or their own assignment. Part of the reason they do it that way is to really reduce favoritism. It seems on the surface level, very just kind of confusing. Like, Why would you do it that way instead of based on any kind of merit? When you do a time-based job that has so many different types of routes, it's really tough to say who's better at one thing versus another. I love walking routes. Those are the routes I always prefer. I hate riding routes, the ones where you, you sit in your truck and you just stick your arm out the window and you hit all the boxes on the next to the houses. I, I'm not good at those. So if I was being evaluated just on how well I do that, I would obviously be viewed as a less good employee. But on my walking routes, I can crush those on a regular basis. So I'm always put on those types of routes because I know I can succeed on those. So it'd be really tough to try to do like a merit base and you have a lot of favoritism. And plus we have a union as well. We have a national union. And so it kind of also has to factor in with that in regards to making sure things are even and fair across the board. Depending on the day really depends on how I I fill my time when I'm out on the street. 
I would say about 90% of my time is spent on the phone with my friend Mike, who's also a mail carrier. Uh, I probably talk to him for somewhere between 30, 35 hours a week. A lot of people think it's crazy. Like, how can you talk to anyone for that long? My partner, she's always like, we don't even talk that much. But I kind of consider it like having a cube mate. You're not always talking to your cube mate, but your cube mate's the person who understands the nonsense that happens at jobs. So if I'm talking in a bunch of work jargon, right? If I'm on the phone with my brother or my mom or even my partner, they're not going to totally get it the same way. I'm like, oh no, my DPS is all messed up. Oh, I dropped all my flats. This is garbage. These certain flats are this way. You got the spectrum house to house today? Like that type of stuff is very industry and only really a mail carrier gets it. I do listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I like to find a podcast I've never listened to and start at the beginning and just binge my way through because sometimes I'm out on the street for seven, eight, nine hours so you can power through six episodes of something. Uh, I do listen to music if I'm trying to work fast. Kind of just, it's like that workout mentality. I only have like a one earbud in though, so you can always still like talk to a customer. You got to listen for dogs, cars, things like that. So I usually just keep like one earbud in. Sometimes you forget an earpiece or it dies. There's a lot of daydreaming that happens. I remember I just kind of have a lot of weird quirks and intricacies in, in my in my personal life. And I constantly joke around that maybe I'm on the spectrum just because of the way, the way I function sometimes. I remember I had a conversation with myself or do I think I'm on the spectrum? I was like, no, I can't. I make too much eye contact. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So I just have like these types of thoughts and conversations with myself. I would say the most interesting part about being a mailman is you get to see the general public all day, every day. And people, when not put into a setting where they need to have a face on, a lot of times do weird stuff. And just in general, when you're just out and about all day long, every day, sometimes you just stumble across weird things. The weirdest thing I ever accidentally stumbled into was a hostage situation. I... It was driving like a really big mail van. So it's not just your typical mail truck. We call it the ProMaster. It's a left-hand drive versus right-hand drive. It's a really tall van. It's probably about eight feet tall or so. I drive into this apartment complex or a trailer home area, and they have a bunch of cluster boxes, what we call them. And uh, you open up the back, and they're out mail slots. And so I'm just started delivering the mail, and when I first pulled in there, there were there was a cop sitting there with an like an automatic weapon of some sort, whatever. And I just kept going, and then another cop pulled up, and he got on. He had his automatic weapon. I had no idea what was happening, and I'm like, whatever. Like they didn't say anything to me, and obviously I'm in the big postal truck. I'm wearing my blue. Like it's, I'm not hidden in any way. And so finally I go up to the cop and I'm like, hey, what, what's happening? Like, am I, am I okay to be here? He's like, hmm, let me check on that for you. So he, he gets on his radio and he contacts his supervisor. Like, hey, there's a mail carrier here. He wants to know if he can deliver the mail. And I tried to explain to him. I was like, I got to deliver this whole trailer park. And I just hear on the other end, like, oh, no, like, you got to tell him to get out of there. Like, it is not safe. Like, all right. And I just packed all my stuff up and drove out. And since I was delivering in that area, I just hear them on the bullhorn. And it turns out there was like a hostage situation with someone in the trailer with a knife holding somebody hostage because he had an arrest warrant or something. Yeah, you definitely run into weird stuff like that. 
um, I dropped a package off at somebody's house one time and uh, someone walked by and stole it and their neighbor came out with a gun and like walked him back down uh, to make sure he put the package back. But I think the funniest thing is, is the stereotype that the mailman is hated by dogs because it rings painfully true, like almost an absurd level, like like comical. Like if you saw the way the dog reacts to the mailman, it would seem like it was in like just an average comedy movie. A dog will be minding its own business, walking down the street with its owner, and it sees you and just goes ballistic. I don't know if it's the truck. I don't know if it's our colors. I don't know what it is. I have a theory that like when you show up to the house, the dog barks, you leave. So they associate that. I've personally never been bit. I've had coworkers and friends be bit by dogs, attacked by dogs. Uh, they do give us dog spray. Believe it or not, the biggest hazard for a mail carrier is slips, trips, and falls. Walking on broken sidewalk or I actually fell down some stairs because it was raining and the stairs were painted brick. Feet just came around from beneath me. When I delivered in Wisconsin, slip trips and falls are real dangerous because you have all the ice, ice and snow. And if you're walking, sometimes you just hit a patch of black ice and feet come out from underneath you and you fall down. So that's actually the biggest hazard, but dogs are a very real problem. It's scary, especially because sometimes the dogs that attack you are chihuahuas. I always joke around that I could tie a balloon to them and they would just fly away. Like that's how little they are. So yeah, you definitely have to be vigilant at all times when it comes to this stuff. Because even people think they got their dogs tied up properly and they don't. Dogs get out. Uh, Dogs burst through screen doors. They break through windows. And then at that point, who knows what's going to happen. There's definitely truth to the fact that the mailman is part of the community. I've always told my customers, part of the reason the post office is the best, in my opinion, could be a biased opinion, but in my opinion, is that you see me every day, all day. If you have an issue with whatever it is with your mail, you can see me and I can take care of it. If you got FedEx, UPS, or Amazon, they don't actually come every single day. They maybe have that route, but you're not going to see them every day. Where the, the Postal Service has to hit every single address every single day for the most part, no matter what, you're going to see me. And since I've been on the same route every day for maybe six or seven months now, I see the same people and you kind of know what's going on. You talk to the neighbors. Um, so when you're getting bounced around, it doesn't feel as much like that when you're like a CCA or something. But when you have your own route, it definitely feels like a job that carries some weight. It's also funny because uh, we are federal employees, so I think people tack on a little bit of responsibility to what you can and can't do. People seem to ask a lot of questions that have nothing to do with the mail. Like a, a lady asked me one time, hey, I mailed out my rent check. My landlord said she never got it. What can I do? So you ask, you know, the stereotypical questions. How did you send it out? When did you send it out? Where did you drop it off? Like all these things. It turns out she just sent it a regular 55 cent stamp. 
And I said, unfortunately, there's nothing we can really do. There's no tracking for that stuff. Um, you have to pay extra for that. And she's like, so then what do I do? And I was like, I don't know. I guess maybe cancel the check and write a new one. She said, well, how do I do that? And right now we're no longer talking about the mail. We're not talking about just personal life experience. And I was like, I don't know. Call your bank. Like, I, I don't know. I'm the mailman. People will flag you down and, and like point things out that are like not supposed to be happening. And again, I'm just like, I'm not an officer of the law. It is unfortunate those people are doing something they're not supposed to be doing. I technically can't do anything about it. I can also call the police, but that's about it. Or I can just not deliver their mail. Like, I can't really do anything about that. Also, people do have the idea of no, well, we bring the bills or we bring junk mail, but we also bring checks. And people love checks more than they love getting Amazon packages or UPS packages or whatever. When you have that check, people people go ballistic and they love it. Like I said, you see the same people every day. You end up becoming a part of that community and they see you and you say hi and you check in on people. There's a guy in my rod who I hadn't seen for a while. Um, who used to greet me at the door every day. He was an older gentleman. So I had to make sure to talk to the neighbors if they'd seen him because I was going to call in a wellness check, right? Because if any other person was walking by, they wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that house. And I'm like, no, I I know that guy from dealing with him every day. The fact that I don't see him now, that means there's something wrong. And so I think that's a large part of what people don't realize is kind of the extracurricular stuff of the job. You're not necessarily hired to do, but... It's always nice to do and had the nice to have that ability. The cool thing about the, the post office is that there is a union and it's either one of the or the oldest union in the country. They, the NALC is the National Association of Letter Carriers. That's the union that I, I belong to. And there's a union contract that gets passed every three or four years. And that really just dictates what is allowed and what isn't allowed. And that's the real great thing about this job is that management can start to tell you to do things or to tell you to do things. And 99% of the jobs in this country, you just kind of have to do what management says you get fired. Where if I don't do it, I can go through the disciplinary hearing and the disciplinary actions if I'm not doing what they tell me to do. Or I can say I'm not doing that because that's not part of my job. We have it in black and white of what is and isn't my job, and that's grievance. If you force me to do something outside of my job description, I can grieve that. When it comes to the long hours, management definitely likes to toe the line. But as long as it's allowed, I'm technically fine with it. I don't want to work 60 hours a week. I don't feel like most people don't want to. But they can work me 60 hours a week or 11 and a half hours in a day every single day. But if I cross 11 and a half hours, so at the post office, everything's done by hundredths uh, of an hour. So it's a hundred clicks in an hour. So on my time card, if I work 11.51 clicks, I will file a grievance. If I work 60.01 clicks in a week, I will file a grievance. And it's really about knowing what your rights are and, and what management is allowed and not allowed to do. And I don't necessarily think it's malicious when management asks you to do something you're not supposed to do. They're just trying to get their jobs done. Um, they're just, you know, well, we don't have enough people. Can you do this? Like, then you explain like either, you know, I can't do this because of grievance or I'm going to do this and then I'm going to file a grievance, like things like that. And that's really up to their call then. But I think 
in most situations, no one's going out of their way to make your life more miserable. And so that's the real, real cool thing about it. And it just kind of gives you a little added protection uh, as an employee too, to know like, if you do make a mistake, they can't just get rid of you. There is that, that safety net. And I know a lot of people who are maybe less labor inclined, they look at the union and they say, unions protect bad employees. I understand that aspect of why someone may be against unions, but the unions, the, also the same people who fight for my pay raises, they fight for the fact that I get paid holidays. They fight for how many hours I can work on a basis. And it's nationally agreed upon across the post office. So I think that 100% outweighs the negatives of having a union. And I've also run into people who they'll say things like, well, I always did my job right. So that's why I didn't pay the union dues. And the weird thing about the post office is hundred percent union, even if you pay your union dues or not. So the union always has to represent you. You can't just not be in the union and you still get protected by the union. You still get all the benefits of the union. So that's why I always pay into my union dues because I'm always getting the benefits of it. So yeah, it, it, it's super cool to be able to have that. And it, it's one of the few remaining strong unions in the country. And it's really cool to be a part of as well, in my opinion. I've never really thought to really think about, is it important to me if my job gives me meaning? But this job does give me meaning and I love being a mailman. It's a cool job. It's really different than anything else that most people have done or really know how it works. And I'm proud to be a mailman. I think it's cool. Um, and I think a lot of people find it to be a really respectable job and a good job and benefit pensions, things like that. So yeah, it's, I guess I would say now it is important to me. Um, my partner teases me a lot that uh, the only things that I really love in this world are baseball and, and the mail. It's one of those things, I guess, where it's like it consumes so much of my life, uh, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, you know, six, seven days in a row. I think about the mail all the time. We go on vacation, I'm looking at mailboxes. I'm trying to figure out what type of routes these are. You know, I see pol I see postal vehicles, I point those out. We're watching TV, we're watching movies, I'm pointing out mailboxes, I'm pointing out postal workers in the background, I'm doing all this stuff. And it just makes her roll her eyes, but she's supportive of it because she knows it's something that I love. It's something I'm passionate about. Like I, it's weird to say this, but I love the mail. It's something I, I didn't think I would ever say. Even five years ago, I'd probably be like, oh, mail's dead, who cares? You, what, you can send it off via email, but once you actually start learning how the post office works, it's like, oh, wow, like this is significantly more important to the infrastructure of this country. And it makes me proud to be a part of that. Like one of our slogans as a post office is delivering America. And that's what we do. And I don't think a lot of people would realize how, what kind of danger this country would be in if we didn't have a nationalized post office the way we do. I love it and I wouldn't change it for anything. And yeah, it's a weird part of my identity. And I think part of the reason that it, you feel so much of it is your identity is you wear a uniform every day. Uh, I can't relate to another job where I've had to wear a uniform feels less like a job when you and your coworkers are all doing the same thing and wearing the same outfit. It kind of has that camaraderie to it. The only fantasy I have about my job is, there's a couple of them, I guess. I work less hours, 
and I get to do just my work and I go home. Either that or I win one of the Mega Million lotteries and never have to work again. As I stated earlier, I you'd have to pay me a lot of money to not do this job. Even if this job isn't making bank, it's so good for me. This is a job that works so well for me. So, no, I won't. I don't want to do another job. I don't fantasize about quitting my job. I don't fantasize about any of that. Yeah, it is work, but it's it's great work, and it's. I don't want to do anything else. It's, it's the best job in the world. Some people ask me, should I work at the post office? I say, I'm the wrong person to ask because I love this job. I can't give you an objective answer. I'm always going to say yes. This job cannot be beat under any circumstance. So if anyone's out there looking to apply, I say go for it.